Hello, people, beautiful people. I have an amazing surprise for you guys today, especially for my girl listeners and watchers. I feel like I always forget about my listeners. Say hello to them for me. They'll catch your voice. Just say hello. Mm, ladies, ladies, and more ladies. It's <laughs> Mr. Sexy Nigerian Butterscotch here in the building, baby. Yes. It's Rotimi. <laughs> Give Rotimi around, baby. <laughs> Listen, this is super exciting for me, and I keep, like, turning my head, and I keep wanting to say, Dre, why would you do that <laughs> shit? I can't believe Mr. Rotemi's in the building. I talked yeah. to you in the DM first. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you know, I followed you for a while. I followed you. I followed wifey. I love watching y'all raise the baby. Thank it's so you. beautiful. Black love. I'm like, look at this man here. because Everything was so amazing. Thank you. How does it feel being a family man now? Because your baby's, what, one? Yeah, yeah, so How does yeah. it feel being a father, family man? It feels, you know, I've learned so much about myself, like, in this last year. Because I realized, like, fatherhood teaches you your weaknesses. Mm. So you really, like, see how much patience you really have, how kind you really are, mm -hmm. how wise you actually are. So it exposes how soft. you. How soft you can actually be, you mm. know what I mean? So it exposes you in a way that's like oh, I got to get better at this. I got to get better at this. But it's like, I fell in love with like providing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like a very, very dope thing to just see him grow. And now he's walking and mm -hmm. his own personality. He's bow-legged like me. You know, Aww. so it's, it's a vibe. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I feel like in this industry, sometimes it changes even how you look at what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you might even be more careful about what you say or Absolutely. how you affect other kids or whatever. Yeah. It, your whole realm changes because where you what you used to look for, shopping, hanging out, what? whatever, is totally different. Yeah, you know, and again, like, you know, this world now with social media and everything, it's your walking target, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So you on your P's and Q's even more, you mm -hmm. know, and just the things that I thought were important to me before don't even really matter anymore. You know, just really just making sure he's straight, making sure she's straight. You know, I, I come last. I just go, I get the bread. I don't even get to spend my own money. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like everybody else, you know, enjoys it. So it's like, just provide and do what I got to do. Okay. How many do you want all together? Two. Just one more? One more. You a want girl. a baby girl? Give me a girl. I'm going to snip, snip, snipping. Oh, no. Really? All right. Listen, man. Listen. I, <laughs> I, 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 They're listen. expensive. Hey, we have the money, baby. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't want to enjoy. I want to have them boom, boom. 18 years done with parenting mm. in the house. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I don't too many people in the house. I'm good. For sure. So wifey yeah. wants two, too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants one more and we, we smooth. How long y'all been together? We've been together. We met 2019. Like, quick. It's been fast, man. We met 2019. Um, that's when In My Bed came out. Yeah. No. I fucking love In yes, My Bed. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I know that's yeah, my song. Me and my smush, smush loves that. Ooh. And he don't even like, or my son is seven. Hey. He's not big on the... He act like a little white boy a little bit. He's a gamer. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. He likes Roblox. Okay, okay. But he likes In My Bed. Then I did my job. You did. Yes. You I make feel-good music. So that's the running time you met Wifey. So I met her, Um, I met her 2019 Essence Fest. Okay. And it was so funny, man. Like, I'm going to be honest. So I, I came down with somebody else. Wow. That weekend. I had like a little weekend thing. You know, okay. come on now. Y'all been flowed out. Listen. Y'all been flowed out. Yeah. Okay. You know, bust so, out. Whatever. Yeah, let's, let's do the uh, same catch thing. Bus. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Uber, whatever. I'm working Uber on it. Okay, we, we'll get there. So, um, nah, so I had a little thing and then she actually was feeling sick. Okay. 
So she was like, y'all meet you at the next party. You only going to go to this Spotify party for 15 minutes, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stop in. I'm not trying to do much. I'm just getting out. And so we went in and I didn't even want to be there, but politics of the game, you know, so went in and she was just sitting, chilling on a pool table and we just got introduced. It wasn't no like, oh, wow, what? It was just conversation. Okay. So I ended up speaking for like two, three hours. So I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to I gotta go. go. Yeah. I gotta go. Luckily, Shorty had fell asleep. So it was um, but that wasn't something serious. That was like a, a fun weekend right. thing. But it was more like she was like, Can I see you? My my fiance was like, Can I see you the next day? And I was like, Let me handle this first. I don't want to put you in a situation where it is. so you know, everything was smooth. Wow. Where yeah. is she from? So she's from Tanzania. Right. Yeah, she's a Tanzania. Like a lot of people. Uh, I starting to find out like she was like the Rihanna of East Africa. Okay, that's what of, I saw when I followed you. I'm like, this yeah. girl's a big deal. You yeah. hit the because yeah. you know when you following people, some they tag people, they whatever. Yeah. I hit one button. Boy, I was in Africa. She is <laughs> huge over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like literally like their their legend, you know. Right. And so seeing how she, you know, has experienced life at a different level too. Like it's it's the, the cheat code I got. Mm -hmm. You know, like to get a woman's perspective or to get the industry's perspective, you know? So it's like a, that's my, that's my rider and that's my business partner. That's everything. You right. know what I mean? So it's just one of them situations. So y'all connected because you love music, of yeah, course, but yeah. also you are of Nigerian. Yes. Yes. So I'm, your family or your, your parents are directly from Nigeria. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, I'm first generation Nigerian. Right. So my parents came when they were in their twenties okay. and they were both homeless. Wow. So they were both homeless. And so they hustle, hustle, hustle. My mom has 11 brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. So she got, she hustled enough to bring all of them here. Okay. You know, my dad also, you know, did his thing. So they both, yeah, just taught me hard work and mm -hmm. no excuses. And if you're going to do something, be excellent. You know, that's, that's great news. Yeah. Oh, you're Nigerian. We did our Ancestry.com. Oh. My African. Okay. Nigerian. Hey! That's the booty. My brother. Hey. My brother. Hallelujah. There, there are light-skinned Nigerians, Hallelujah. Brother. It's two of us. We're here. It's, it's just us. Well, I wish y'all had came <laughs> get us. You know, I wish y'all just came over and get us. No, on a serious, <laughs> on a for real. Yeah. Me as a, a black American, I've always felt like that sometimes it's just like a weird vibe with us. For us yeah. to be so connected, not just Nigerians, but just Africans yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, I always felt like I, I I had befriended, I got friends with a couple of friends from Tanzania. Yeah. And um, when one of my friends explained to me, it was like, she calls me Dala, she speaks Swahili sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. she would say, that means sister. sister she would yeah. say, Dala, you just, you know, just sometimes y'all seem so lazy. And like, mm. I'm almost kind of ratchet. I just yeah. feel like it's a bit more conservative there. Yeah. So I think that's one of the first things. And then I, the second thing, I don't know, it's just this weird vibe. I don't know if we really feel like y'all should have came to God us or what. <laughs> but have you ever noticed that? You being a second a generation, you ever noticed? Yeah, that disconnect between us. Yeah, I think I think the disconnect could be the the off the off, the, the upbringing. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like um, a lot of Africans grew up in with both parents right. when they were here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not generalize it, but like majority of Africans, you know, mostly have their mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of African Americans have grown up in broken homes. Mm -hmm. So it's fend for self, it's I'm going to do it, it's I, I'm going to survive, it's all this that you have to do to survive. Mm -hmm. But here, most of the time, it's like just hard work mm -hmm. and strict mm -hmm. and, you know, don't fuck around. Right. Like, so it's a different type of understanding of it, but like we both want the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But 
But that's why you see like someone who has an upbringing with both parents, good neighborhood, blah, 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 and taught this, this, it's very similar to the background of an African African that was born here with mm-hmm. African parents, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time. Right. You know what I mean? So we're not different. It's just circumstances are different. Yeah. 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 And I also think that with, um, like, as far as the women, when you are a woman and you grow up without your father yeah. in your household, you have a different respect or lack of respect lack for of, men. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like when you do grow up with a man in a household that's providing for everybody and you got yes. that certain respect from them, you do carry men differently. And exactly. people do look at you funny when you kind of disrespectful towards men. Exactly. So um, I feel like with, it's so crazy because we really are the same. Yeah. But I think it's so funny. I really think the internet connects us. I know I felt like I learned so much about, and this might be stupid, it might eat me up in the comments, uh-huh. but I learned so much about African households with social media because mm. it would be all these jokes about how, <laughs> like, your parent being strict yeah. and you're yeah. not being able to say certain things. Yeah. And it was like, damn, like, I didn't really realize how it was yeah. until then. Yeah. And then besides me having mm. um, African mm. friends, because for me, what I notice about, especially, like, Nigeria, certain mm. areas, mm. it's a big Muslim. I'm Muslim by faith. Okay. So it's okay. a lot of Muslim. First of all, it seems like over there you won't believe in God strongly either yes, way, whether whatever, you're Muslim Christian, or Christian. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just meeting other Muslims from there and just seeing so many different things. I need to get back to the motherland. You do. And now for sure I have to go to Nigeria because Nigerian brother hey. is my African. Hey. I'm so excited. How, how, how much percent are you? I, I, I keep trying to get into numbers. Yeah, that's the way it's a little pushy. It's you know pushy. What I mean? okay. I don't remember exactly. It was okay. I remember it was three hundred or something dollars. So okay. I need to go back to that file. Yeah. I don't want to repay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our African is Nigerian. Yeah. We were super excited. Hey, listen. So it's like in the high forties. I was thirty-eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm claiming it. Okay. Hey. And I'm, I'm listen. I'm Welcome. open to it. I'm Welcome. all black. That's what it don't call me white girl. I ain't <laughs> really. Yeah. Over here, you light skin. You yeah. white girl. I don't know if it's like that. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yo, it grew, I grew you pretty up pretty yellow. Yeah, man. Look, they call me white man back home. They call you white man. They call me white man when I was growing up. So my mom, my mom is from the village. Okay. My dad is from the city. Okay. So when I was in the village, I was always the most light. I was the, the American, and I was light, and I had light eyes. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. he wait, wait a minute. Let's can uh, we talk about that? I didn't know the brother uh, eyes was light like that. You're gorgeous. Oh, thank you. You gorgeous. All right. <laughs> Let's be respectful, Beyonce. Okay, but wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. So. So I was always the light one, and nobody was rocking with me because it was like, look at Oibo, look at this white Akata boy. It was like, don't rock with him. Really? Yeah, until I had to earn, like, okay, I ain't, listen, I ain't, I ain't that. Right. You know, and I had to show that I was different. But, yeah, for a while it was like, nah, you, you, you not from here, you know? And mm-hmm. so that showed me, like, okay, I have to really just, how do I earn their respect? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I always instilled and, and kept with my life. How often did you visit? How often did you visit? I always went back every summer. That's um, a blessing. Yeah. So yeah. people don't even know anything about where their parents are from, really, yeah. as far as Billy being on the land, feet on the land. Yeah. Every yeah. summer you went back? Every summer till I was about 17. That's huge. Yeah, for like two weeks. So I was blessed, man, because I was able to, I got a quick story about that. Like, being in the village just showed me, like, really what hard work was. Mm-hmm. And, like, and and being diligent right so like i remember i was like 12 and you had to hold if you wanted water you had to walk three miles to the well there's one well in the village three you have to walk three miles thirsty thirsty Fuck. then get the water hold the water hold it and then hold it to walk back another three that's six that's six miles to drink water right. well, okay. then you gotta wait to cleanse the water so you can't even take a sip, sip of the water that you holding all right so the lessons in that was then you like let me go like let me t- 
teamwork. So I got four people that go, you hold it for this long, I'll take it, you hold it. So teamwork, I learned diligence. I learned, you know, if you want something, really go get it. So mm-hmm. like a lot of things that I feel like a lot of our people here need to experience mm-hmm. just to simplify life. Like go back and you'll understand what hard work is, what really, really like how fortunate we actually are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the shittier parts about slavery just about just not having that history yeah and you figure not being documented and, mm-hmm. and knowing where you're from you mm-hmm. know what i mean absolutely even when they tell stories of when they release slaves yeah. right so yeah. slavery's over slavery you know you're you're free to go mm-hmm. but you were never learned allowed to learn how to read yep. or write yep. you don't know where you are you yep. don't know where have you been sold to if, mm-hmm. if your generations are not on that plantation mm-hmm. you know one of the first laws that they kind of like made a big deal was the loitering thing no mm-hmm. loitering yeah and yeah. where would you if you don't know where to go that's what you'll do you'll loiter Absolutely. you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. it's just like what black American history is such a it's just such a fucking horrible one and I think that's one of the biggest parts because we don't know where we're from. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. We had a discussion yesterday about it and Phelps was saying just like we don't it's not like we're I'm from Zawawe. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we're yeah. Nigerian. We don't we just don't have that. Yeah. Because Phelps said he's not African American. Is Phelps here? He's not African American Is he African American? Well no he's not. He said he's a black American. His culture's here. No and he's African American. His, his religion is hip hop. <laughs> That's what Phelps said. He should be here to defend That's my guy. That's hard. So where are y'all? So where did your parents land? Where are you from? So I'm from Jersey. Right. I'm a Jersey boy, born North and raised or South North Jersey. Jersey. Oh, you from the good people, Jersey? Yeah. Y'all got a couple dollars. Yeah, we got a couple dollars. Oh, yeah, we got a couple dollars. But we we lived around. I'm like right next door to Newark, Irvington, Easton. Okay. I'm surrounded by all of them. Okay. You know what I mean? So a lot of the a lot of so that's why people are like, yo, how did you learn Dre? Like. I grew up with 17 Dre's. Yeah. Yo. You if know you're close I mean? to Newark and shit, you but been around some Dre's. I've been around a lot of Dre's, you know what I mean? So, like, my school was really a mixed high school, but we had a lot of, lot of real official people that mm-hmm. was really living that life. Mm-hmm. Bloods, Crips, Haitian Posse, MS-13. Like, mm-hmm. it was a melting pot of that, too. So, for me, it was dope just to understand different cultures, different perspectives. I was an athlete. I was a ball player. So, like... I saw we 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 stayed out the way, but we were respected by everybody. Right, you know what I mean. So it was it was a cool perspective. Yeah, that's definitely a safe a safe bet. Yeah, with um, because I'm from Philadelphia originally. Okay, so you know New Jersey's the tri-state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have that. That's we don't have that in common. Uh-huh. In Philadelphia, there's no gangbangers. Like, really? You know, so New York does that. New Jersey does that. Philadelphia doesn't do. So what that. y'all do? Blocks. Like streets, there's a lot uh, of Muslims in the city. Got it. Got and um, it. the original Muslims in Philadelphia, it was something called the Black Mafia. And uh, they were like like the mob almost. Uh, so with us, it's kind of like that vibe a little bit. Okay. But there's definitely not like any, like Latin's my gangbang or Asia's my gangbang, but not the black Not people. the blacks. Mm-hmm. What? I found that out about Jersey like later in life. I dated a blood with one eye. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he Pyro. Yeah. Okay. You played ball in yeah. in um high school. So yeah. what did you want to do in high school? Like did you know you wanted to do this? So man, I've I've been singing since I was four years old. I have you. And so I was uh my life Because you were in choir. Yeah. I so was, was I. Yeah. You can sing a little something? Tenor. Oh. Uh, I, oh. I'm a, I don't want to take your shot. <laughs> so, uh, so I was uh, singing when I was four. I was a Nigerian wedding singer. Okay. When I was four, from four to seven, my mom had me singing at all the weddings in Philly, Connecticut, and Are Jersey. Are you serious? Deadass. So what's my, your number one song at the wedding? 
Uh, it was Kenny Lattimore. Um, this is hilarious. For you by for you by Kenny Lattimore. For you, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your little ass in a suit. Yeah. Is it white? Is yeah. it suit white? Yes, it was. How the fuck did I know your Nigerian mother was in a white suit <laughs> and made you sing Kenny Lattimore? I love her. You making money toward the same time. He, this boy will bring home money today. Literally. Ah, wrote to me. Keep singing. Eh. <laughs> singing. So, um, yeah, so that was that was when I was a kid in high school. Um, I was in a group with Jay-Z's nephews. Were you? Yeah. So in high school, I always still was doing music. I won the Apollo Theater twice. Damn. Yeah. And when I was 15, I won the Apollo Theater twice. Then my senior year, Jay-Z's nephews formed a group called MBH. So we were performing in Hove's living room like for three months. Singing. Singing our songs. So we'll go home, write our records, and he'll be like, let me see what you got. And for like three months, every Saturday, we would go and perform in front of Hove. This is crazy. Yeah, so it would be like, all right, your voice is powerful, but the lyrics is horrible. The, right. Okay, this song is great, but your delivery is bad. All right, so he's teaching us how to perform. He's teaching us how to write records. Right. So that was like, that was 17. So I'll do that and then rush to basketball practice. Right. You know what I mean? So it was it was good. I always knew I wanted music. I never knew acting. Acting was, that's we'll get there if you want to, but like acting was just me being broke. Trying yeah. to figure this shit out. Well, at the time at 17, because see, I already know you think positively yeah. because you're looking at that in a positive because, yeah. not saying your group members, but yeah. some of those 17-year-olds were yeah. like turned to cocaine and got upset because <laughs> it, it's Jay-Z. Yeah. He already got it rolling. All yeah. he got to do is say yes and it's on. Absolutely. So when he does say no, for you to look at that like, well, this is what I learned in the middle of that no, that's yeah. a lot. But back yeah. then, was it a hard blow to know? Nah, like it was, I mean, the first time, because the first time, because I had been practicing and I got ready for it. And then he was like, now that whole thing is whack. Damn. And it was like, damn, I suck. Oh my God, fuck. Yeah. So then he was, I was like, but, I was like, but what, why is it bad? I, everybody was like, oh, okay, okay. I was the first one like, yo, why is it bad? Why? Right. why? Like, what, what, what did I do? Right. And he was like, nah, you should do this, 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 this. And once I had done that, I think there was a mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he's, he didn't take it, you know, a certain way. He mm -hmm. wants to get better genuinely. So, um yeah it was it was a learning experience man and like vivid remember that vividly man like that that changed my life i'm like oh i can actually do this like the greatest of all time is saying i'm nice right oh yeah i gotta keep making music so was your first break music or was the acting so my first break was acting okay so i've always been artists um but my break obviously was okay so it depends on what you mean. Like the first like, time the I got some time, bread yeah, or like the, famous, famous. I would say the first time where it was like, okay, for sure I'm I'm going to make this work because I just got a real job in this. Got it. Acting. Right. Okay. So um, I had just graduated college and I was a struggling artist, didn't have money, but we were making, uh, I went to Northwestern in, in Chicago. Okay. So we were making a lot of noise in Chicago. And but we had no bread. So my manager was like, yo, why don't you just go get a commercial or something? Because you're very natural in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's try it. No agents wanted to take me because I had no acting resume. Right. So the only one that took me was this little boutique agency because her son went to my college. That's the only reason she looked out. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I, I don't know. Can you do this? I said, I, I, I'll try. She was like, well, there's an audition for this TV show coming in two days. Can you study lines? I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I studied lines, went in, and it was for a Kelsey Grammer show called Boss. Is this where you play a drug dealer? Yeah. Right, okay. So I go in, have no idea. The director's there, and 
naturally I just killed. Mm. And I booked the show. Wow. So now I'm making real money, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, that so wasn't even on the plane. That wasn't, I was trying to just get $2,500, mm. $6,000 yeah. for a Gap commercial. You right. know what I'm saying? Whatever. And now you're getting six figures wow. for something that you don't even know what to do. It was the most terrifying was time. It? Oh, my God. Because you sign and you're like, Everybody's happy, but you're like, yeah, but shit, who gonna tell me how to do this shit? Right. You know? So you had to kind of go back to those those niggas you came up with that you did see living that type of life to pull from, I would I would guess. Absolutely. So like I was I was studying, I'd study, I'd watch movies to study. And then um and then I'd go back home and still still in touch with people. I'd just be like, yo, so what would you do in this situation, bro? Right. And you're like, nigga, I'll do that. They don't even know why I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Like, what you, like, you trying to get it? I'm not, nah, nah, I just want to know what you... So I started asking questions. So I was like, okay, cool. All right, bet, 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 bet. And so I did that for two seasons. And the show got canceled. So that was my experience. Learn how to act. But in that time, I had met Jamie Foxx. Oh. So Jamie Foxx had then taken me under his wing. Okay. And then taught me how to, okay, how do you balance both music and acting? Because mm-hmm. I was still trying to get the, the music still going. Jamie has a beautiful voice. Oh, he's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. He's the most talented human. You know yeah, what I mean? So sure. so he took me under his wing for years, man. And, and I learned so much from him. And and that's why we're here now. Yeah. So when, I feel like when, you, when did you have the break with music, though? Was it a while after? Okay. So with music... <clears throat> So I was, um, this is season two of Power, and 50 is now like, if you remember, 50 and Kanan, Dre and Kanan was like this in in Power, season Mm -hmm. two. We might got to reverse. Okay. Because I didn't know the break with music. Okay, let's go back. Okay. So Power comes before the break in music. Power comes because 50 signs me. Okay. Okay. 50 signs you, and then he gets you on And then he gets, no. So musically, 50 and I were just talking and working as actors. Okay. He then finds out that I can sing. Okay. So he hears a record that I cut right before I signed on to Power. Okay. He was like, you got any music? I played it for him. He was like, yo, I want to get on this record right now, and I'm giving you a deal. And that record is? It's called Lotto. Okay. Yeah, so Lotto was the first record. It was it was the number one added song on radio at the time. It was going crazy, and then G-Unit just broke up. Like, I was signed to G-Unit for the first two years of my career okay and he just let go of everybody Whoa. so it was just me and my team trying to figure it out so it didn't do as well as it did okay so then that was the first one he gave me my deal and then i had a record called want more with cranium okay. that started doing well then i said you know what i need to do this on my own like i got a 50 got a lot going on the show is at an all-time high i need to make a hit record and push it on my own Right now, right, and that was um 2018 love rhythm when it was um I don't say too much, everybody. Really singing that shit. Oh yeah, come on now. Okay, I do People use the buttons. Oh no, no, it's real. It's all God given now. Yeah. So so um so yeah so that and then six months later in my bed. Yeah, in my yeah. bed. That, that's the huge one, right? That's a huge one. That's yeah. a great song. Though. You Thank make you. really feel good music. Thank you. And, and that's not very common today. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in the 90s. That music kind of made you feel good. I think yeah. we lack that now, but that's what's special about you. Thank you got you. the kind of music that you can feel inside. Thank you. Because they know I'm not an R&B girl. I don't put on R&B, but mm. I do put on some Rotimi. Oh, some Rotimi Chase. Thank you. You got the feel good music. Thank you, yeah. All right. Y'all know what time it is. This episode is once again sponsored by BT Sisters. And I'm back again 
again to recap the latest turn of events. I hope y'all had a chance to catch up and watch the last episode because this one gets even deeper, y'all. So, of course, this episode opened with Andy and Gary finishing up their wrestling match and Danny barging in and leaving some Yelp reviews on Gary. And I hope y'all old enough to remember Yelp reviews, right? Anyway... Andy has been caught up with Gary. She's been neglecting her girls. Now, ladies, we all been there. Some might even call it digmatized. If you don't know what digmatized is, it's when you know, you know, it's so good that you lose sight of everything. Your focus is off. Matter of fact, your focus is only on that D, if you know what I'm saying. But come on now, that line is usually drawn when it comes to your kids. I feel for Andy, but she got to tighten up. She even missed the call regarding Sabrina being in jail and catching a charge. That's what I love about Danny. Danny got her right together. You know Danny gonna call a spade a spade. She had to remind Andy, like, come on now, get back on point. Get on your game, girl. Tighten up. Well, Calvin finally gets caught up when Chris finally admits to him what really happened between Maurice and Q. Calvin can't believe he's been led astray by Q this entire time. The confrontation ends with Q and Calvin fist fighting. And luckily for Calvin, child, Chris was there to break it up because Q was getting the best of him, child. I couldn't believe they were actually fighting. Also, Chris won't call the police. That's rule number one. The tension between Zach and Fatima is still lingering, but Fatima trying to play it cool. Fatima explains family business and possibly hints at something more. Zach is put up on game with what happened to Hayden and Fatima. Fatima just explains that all she wants is peace now. Danny and Calvin are becoming unlikely partners. Meanwhile, Preston is back in town, still trying to meet Danny for a date, but she curbing that boy more than your background after you used them Photoshop for them pics on Instagram. Yeah, I be noticing. Karen seems to be calming down off all those heightened emotions as she's back home with her mom having a nice chill breakfast. Her mom starts throwing out all the heavy hitter questions regarding Aaron and Zach. What are we going to do here? Her mom suggests she invites both Zach and Aaron over to have a conversation together at the same time. All at once. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I understand Karen just wanting to feel love, but once again, she needs to find a fix to this problem. Aaron also didn't make any unwarranted pop-ups, so that might be a sign. Back at the gym, Zach has a fan, I mean a tenant, walk up on him and blatantly flirt right in front of Fatima. And all I'm going to say is she would have been the one getting bench pressed if that was me. Can you believe Aaron then shows up there as well to confront Zach? Aaron wants to talk about that baby with Karen potentially being either one of theirs. Zach could have handled that way better. Well, that conversation led to Fatima asking Zach, is she still in love with Karen? Yikes. So yes, once again, y'all, another week, a bunch of drama, this episode got too crazy. Listen, make sure you watch Tyler Perry's Sisters all new tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BET. This season, between the plot twists and cliffhangers, your faves are going to have to have each other's back like never before. Make sure you watch it live. And then we're going to talk about it on the podcast every week right here. Meet me next week, y'all. We need to get into power because we have to. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it. So when you audition for power, yeah. you audition automatically for Dre or do they place you with Dre? So, quick story. So when I was filming, when I was shoot, when I did that first show, Boss, the creator of Power was watching that show while she was creating Power. Wow. So she was watching like, yo, I love this kid. Who's mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. And she's creating the show and never forgot me. Right. So then I go and then my and at that time again, the illest thing my dad did was he he made me save my money and put my all my money up that I made from the first show. Okay. So I had a little money to work with, 
to make the next dream happen. Right. So I was running out of the money, and then um, they say, yo, can you come audition for Power? I'm like, what's that? They were like, nah, it's 50 Cent show. Like, 50 got a show. At this point, nobody knew what Power was. It was season one had gone, but nobody really watched it when it was on TV. Okay. Everybody kind of caught up later, right? All right. So it was like, all right, you know, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Let's do it. So I go in, and it's between me and Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. Yeah, and I ended up getting it. That's some good competition. Oh, he's beast. That's how you know you did your thing. Oh, yeah, he's a monster. He's a monster, you yeah. know. But he picked up Atlanta right after that. Oh, okay. That's you know, so it was yeah. a guy that makes no mistakes. Everything, work, everything works out. Absolutely. So I go kill it, and then she tells me, like, yo, I was, I've been watching you for two, three years, and I knew it was going to happen this way. That's what's up. So I got Dre, and then funny story, yo, like, again, you don't know who's watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was just talking about that, Dre. We, we don't know who's watching, but at the same time, my character was supposed to die after season, during season three. Damn. It was just that I was just doing so well. They were like, oh, we got I keep. thought they was going to knock you off way before See? See? But that's what I loved about Dre, and yeah. I just had that debate back home some weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, Dre was like a chameleon type of nigga. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he could turn that shit on and off because the person I was debating with was like, oh, well, you know, no, um, he's a bitch or he's a gangster or something. I'm like, yeah. he's not any of that shit. Yeah. That nigga turns that shit on and off exactly and yeah. survives. And that's why he went out like he did because yeah. he had to be closed in like that because you wasn't catching, catching that nigga him. without that. It's too slippery. If it wasn't a locked room mm-hmm. and being set on fire butt ass naked, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't have happened. Absolutely. How was it though playing such a hated fucking person? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people hated Dre, that yeah. character. You know, at first, at first it was hard yeah. because you're hearing like, from women you're like, oh my God, you're so cute but I hate you. You should die though. <laughs> like, God. Yeah. That's how you feel, yeah. you know. It was rough. It was rough at first, right? And then niggas. But the funny thing is, every time a dude came up, it was like, "Yo, bro, I love you so much." It was never, ever like on God knows. I've never heard, man, fuck you. Never. Oh, really? It's always been admiration. It's okay. always, and that was the weirdest thing. Cause I thought, like, like damn, like I was like, "Yo, bro, like you killing that motherfucker." It was bothering me that people were calling me Dre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like that. You kind of look like a Dre. That's the only thing. See, is that a good thing or a bad it's thing? It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, Dre looks like a Dre. You know what I mean? It's just like a, just a cool name. You know what I mean? It's a cool thing, you know? And it's yeah. always like a longer name with it. Andre yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's a job yeah. off. It's just like a cool boy. What's up, Dre? What's up, nigga? Yeah, cool I'm name. sure okay. people still say it, though. They oh, still yeah. say, what's up, Dre? So, so now, because music has started to take off, mm-hmm. it's now like a lot more. If it's, if I could put it in percentage, like 70% wrote to me, 30% That's Dre. That's You know what I mean? Up. But at first, nobody knew anything else. So it was, right. Dre, what up, nigga? Dre, Dre, oh, Dre with his cute ass. It was Dre, Dre, <laughs> Dre, 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 Dre. And it was like, man, that's not my fucking name. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And But then I had to switch my mindset like, Oh, that's that's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Like you are bodying this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and and we think this is you. We think we think this nigga's real. Yes, and I and 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 I'm looking for your burn marks. <laughs> <laughs> you good? You made it. I thought you were dead. I'm from, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. It's amazing. Nah, but like you know, I think and, and Tyrese actually put that in perspective for me. He was like, "Bro, stop running away from that. Like embrace it because it's gonna." bring you to where you want to go for real right. just embrace it that's love they love you bro 
I was like, but they keep calling me this nigga, man. Yeah, what up? They, they don't know your name, bro. Right. They don't know your name yet. Right. You know, so work till they know your name. And that was the illest thing he told me. They like, work till they know your name. Mm -hmm. So that was where I was like, oh, shit, I really got to do the work. Yeah. And so that's why people push me. Like I said, I'm a rap girl. And yeah. I grew up with rap. Like, G-Unit was a real big deal to me. Yeah. I mean, I came from the time where you wore them clothes and niggas ain't laugh at you. Like, that was lit. Yeah, fact. That you had a G-Unit outfit on. So, like, how was it working with 50 Cent? I'm a big 50 Cent fan. Like, I'm yeah. a little scared of the nigga. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of his. And he is very much so now these days. Yeah. Because he said whatever the fuck he wants. So Always. he's real controversial. And it's, I think it's a lot just being on his side. Always. You know what I mean? So how was that? Uh, 50, man. 50 always just taught me how to be a businessman. Mm. Like, first and foremost, he was like, listen, bro, all this shit cute, all this shit fun, all this, all these joints. Yeah, nigga, get your money right. This is how you do it. Real estate. Uh, make wow. great records. This is where you put your money to retire. You're giving out real game. Yeah, real he game. Love you then. Yeah, love, love, love me to death, he man. Love you, man. And, and and you know the thing about it, like, fifty don't really let artists go. Right. So for me to be like, yo, can I can I start can I do my own thing? You know, he hasn't done that for anybody else. Wow. So for me, it was like, oh wow, he genuinely respects mm -hmm. me, and so. But he taught me everything. He put me. He took me overseas. We performed at O2 Arena. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Madison Square Garden, like so, it was a lot of things that he did for me, just as a businessman, an artist, and how to handle all of this shit. So really. you know a different side of Fifty Cent, because I don't think people look at Fifty Cent like somebody that necessarily gives people opportunity or teaches what? people things. Nah, he'll give you his shirt off his back, yo. Can you give me that? <laughs> I think he would laugh. You know what I mean? I damn nigga all the time. He don't open it. Hey, let me tell you, right? Does he like to laugh? Yeah, hey, he's funny as hell. So let me tell you, right? So. We were shooting the video for um, my first video with me and him, the song Lotto. And I had, at that time, I had no money. Mm -hmm. So I had a fake chain on. He looked at me and said, oh, hell not. He took off this big Cuban, like probably worth maybe 175000 100 mm -hmm. He said, here, put it on. I said, all right, cool. After the video, I was like, all right, thank you, bro. He was like, no, no, it's yours. Whoa. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I got this shit, they ain't give me nothing. Not yeah. even a keychain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not <laughs> there yet. I'm telling you, I told the nigga, I, I said, look, I need a breakbeat chain. <laughs> I don't got no breakbeat chain, but you know it was a big black breakbeat sitting right here every time I see something. <laughs> Where my breakbeat chain at? That's crazy. Get yeah. 50 on the line, that fuck. Yeah. No, um... I think that's what's up. <laughs> I think that's what's up because you know a yeah. whole different side of him. And then yeah. you know grown ass 50. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I know 50 knocking niggas head in the head. Absolutely. Stab, you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? Still the gangster shit. But yeah. no, I definitely think, I don't even know if they give 50 the credit that he deserved really because I yeah. don't think people could do what he did with that show. Absolutely. No and one. people love the show. Yeah. And the spinoffs, the Raising King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I definitely think it's something cool. Listen, I wanted yeah. to also talk to you about the yeah. Falcon song. Oh, let's do that. All yeah, right. Let's so that. how was that? How's that? So the story? You want the, the story? The whole story. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I had a show in Atlanta and I was performing and somebody from the Falcons watched the show and mm -hmm. reached out to my team and was like, yo, we love Rotimi. Can he make the anthem for the Falcons this season? But like also do like the promo stuff, like let's go. If you're in the stadium, you'll see the let's go and all that stuff, right? The hype stuff. So like, hell yeah, they, they, that's hard. Mm -hmm. I live out here, my son born here. I got yeah. cribs out here. Yeah. I've been out here for four years. Yeah, let's do it. Right. And so we did it, shot the video at the stadium in the locker room. And 
we thought it was a win. We right. thought it was going crazy, which it was. And then <laughs> we put it out and we're like, damn, they should have got somebody from Atlanta to do it. And this, mm -hmm. and it's like, I understand that. I mean, if I completely, truly understand like that. Mm -hmm. But then it just took a life of its own. Uh -huh. And it was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. All right, this is, this is interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, usually you would think someone showing love to your city Right. Would just be accepted right. you know what I'm saying like yeah of course I'm not from here most of these niggas not from here that, listen like, I, <laughs> most of the rappers first, you think is not from here my yeah. first time in Atlanta yeah I didn't meet one person from Atlanta every nigga I met was either from New York absolutely. or they were from Alabama absolutely I didn't meet any uh, real and then when I talk to real he said the guy that owns his studio we always talk about that it's not there's a big huge influx of people that come here this black Hollywood people come here to make it absolutely so so, so it just I just didn't understand it mm -hmm. but I had to again I always look at the other side like what you just said is the main point like if you actually from Atlanta you must feel so crazy because everybody here is not from here. Mm -hmm. So you want that like recognition, like, hold up, I'm really from here though. Right. So I completely understood it. It was just funny how the yeah. thing just you caught wildfire. Oh, of yeah. course. They That's why I made shit my regardless. Though. Yeah. Like, listen, if I did, if if Drake did it, mm -hmm. they'd be like, you got this nigga from Toronto A doing it. Canadian doing it. That's it exactly what it said. It would have been the same. And if the nigga that did it from Atlanta, they would have said, we should have got somebody, somebody from the from South Side. side. Yeah. This nigga, he ain't well, in the street. I football and I got three <laughs> mixtapes. You should have got me. You know Jerome Bobby, one, two, and three. Y'all should have picked me. <laughs> exactly. They're going to talk shit regardless. But you got to yeah. get attitude about shit. Oh, yeah. Man, listen, like, that just made me reach a demographic that, still probably only knew me as Drake. What? They going to search up the song and they know who you are. Exactly. God damn it, they hear the next song and they, they stop. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Well, Dre, we do something on this show. I'm so glad that I just said, well, Dre. <laughs> that's not because Dre from Power. That's from Dre from, from here. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Well, yeah, yeah. Bro, Timmy, we <laughs> yeah. do um, a, a side on this uh, segment on the show called The Dark Side of the DM. Yeah. Right. Where yeah. we share the worst DM we got or a bad DM. Or, yeah. And it's great. I was I'm, I might have said mistakenly told you something because right. a lot of my DMs are like, "Can you suck my dick? Can you buy me some chicken?" Really? Yeah. So I get good DMs. I'm a sex symbol too. Hey, you are though. I'm BB Dunk. I look at you. Like, hey, like me. You know what I mean? I, I see you. So can you share one of your DMs <laughs> with us? Um, shoot, man. I try to stay out of them. because they're you dark. Oh my That's god. That's the whole thing. I can't put myself in that. It's in crazy. that. It's. Why would I do that to myself? Listen, do you get a lot of, um, even with having a relationship and all that, do you get a oh lot of God. girls coming at you all the time? I think, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's more now. Yeah. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, because you look like, they be like, damn, like, what is he doing to keep this woman so happy? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? she do look happy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like hey, her cheeks hurt. Come on, hey. You she know. do a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know. She do. Yeah. No, I, um. There's a couple reasons. I yeah. feel like, I feel like with that, like, yeah. Especially when, because y'all going to have a big wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to get even worse when you wear the wedding band. You know, Dre's married. He's oh, a married young guy. black man. Yes, sir, smart man. Yeah, I, but and you, they, they jump on you like, you know. What? It, it's, it's, you realize like men and women are very similar. Mm -hmm. Like how a man would be like, yo, can we just be friends though? Like, I know you got a situation. Can mm -hmm. we just be friends? Yeah. Women are just like, listen, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, right. if, listen, I'm cool with this. If you want to do this, we could do this. I don't. 
it's no shame. Right. Like now they don't got to play the game. Now it's not like, oh, he could date me. It's like, I know we can't go any further. Right. So let's just keep it what it could be. Right. And so that's, you get the blunt now. Yeah. Before you get the flirting and da da da. He could be my just like, look, I also get dick once a Absolutely. week. Absolutely. She ain't got to know. Absolutely. You know. And that's, 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 <laughs> that's the reality of the time now. That's why you stay out them DMs. What? Yeah. They get crazy. They get wild. You like, ever have a bitch ask you what your cash app is? I have had, yes, yes. What? Yes, I yes. dropped mine. I'm getting my cash app. <laughs> How much you get? I'm going to listen. I ain't trying to tell my business why I get a couple dollars. I might get a couple dollars for lunch, breakfast. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Hey. As long as they hit me, say, look, get us the Phelps. Uh, that's for you, that's for Phelps. Hey, you I love I mean? it. I love it. Yeah, man, I stay. Like, yo, it's like, I remember one time I was on the road on tour. I was like, let me just go through my shit, man. And it was like, oh, I can never do that again. It's wow, yo. People it don't was, know. They don't know the kind of shit that happens Oh, my to God. You. It's like, listen, me and my girl just wish we could just do this. Like, you could just do that. Bop, bop, bop. You I'm ever had a couple to... come at you? Yeah. I get a lot of couple yeah, requests. But yeah. the thing about it is, yeah. you probably get... Two lesbians, fresh yeah, out of that's college, yeah, 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 little yeah. small ways. Yeah. I get two 60-year-olds. <laughs> they got bread, though. It's Debbie and Dale. <laughs> we want to fly you out here to Arizona. Did you we go? We both want a time with you. Did you, you go? Know what I mean? Fuck no. God uh, damn it. <laughs> Hell no. These motherfuckers look crazy. I'm talking about they look like my parents. <laughs> I'm like so shocked that motherfuckers. But I... I have such like a wild persona. A yeah. lot of people think that, and I'm way kind of what it chill. appears to be. Yeah, you, and yeah. what goes viral? You know, I don't go viral saying I haven't dated in a year. I'm, I go viral saying I suck dick like this. <laughs> so that's what they think. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. until you haven't lived to a 52 year old woman come at you, what? Oh, I'm talking 52, one titty, Manny Fresh, mm. lesbian. Mm. I'm trying to take you under my wing, young mm. girl. Mm. You ain't got to worry about them children. Bring them children with you. I got the kids too. <laughs> Got a ranch home. I got bunk beds up here. Come on down here. <laughs> the kids can play with my grandchildren. Oh, I want I, you to lay with me and the master. I was. I, I mean, when I was nineteen, I had one like forty. Did you? Oh, I was a beast. I was a beast. I, I thank God for. Thank you. Thank you for saving my life, my love. You, <laughs> you say I don't know where I'd be without you. For real, I was a monster. You dog. were wild back then. Yeah, I was wild. And then you've been famous for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you see everything. You 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 see. You do the celeb thing, okay, I, ain't, I don't really rock with that. Yeah. Right, you deal with, like, okay, a bad dentist. Ooh, that's a vibe, but then right. it's too much work. You don't understand my life. Right. So it's like you find somebody that gets your shit, fly, and and creates their own schedule. It's like, ah. Right. But, yeah, when I was younger, man, it was. Because yeah, with you and your, your, you, and, you and wifey, y'all both have that. It's men coming at her all the time. So yeah, it's like yeah. y'all both kind of know how to do that, deal with that with each other. Yeah. And almost you think like who else could deal with all that? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Y'all both attractive. Yeah. Y'all both famous. Y'all yeah. both have a, has some big successes. Yeah. So y'all both know how to deal with it. On yeah. it you know, because you got to be confident mm -hmm. to know she go on every, you know, to do shows for yeah. two weeks or whatever. Yeah. You know that's your lady. Yeah. She know you heard y'all yeah. don't have to worry about that. Absolutely. It takes confidence. But it also for me, like I call her in a good space because she just really wants to be a businesswoman mm -hmm. and a mom. Okay, and so a, she's kind of done with entertainment. Oh, she's like, I don't want this demonic space no more. Wow, because it is Yeah, rough. it's horrible. I don't know how it is there, but here it's rough. It's horrible everywhere. Okay. You know what I mean? The industry is horrible. Like, the industry is demonic. Mm -hmm. You just gotta just know how to navigate bad spirits. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how you do it. How demonic do you think it is? You believe in the Illuminati? I believe in demons. Mm -hmm. Well, Illuminati... <laughs> <laughs> and the Illuminati, they reached out to me. 
Really? They did. And I told them. What did you gave, say? I gave them my baby father. They didn't take this motherfucker <laughs> and I ain't get shit. I was totally with it. Like, fuck it. I got one person for you. Fuck it. Get it. Take him. Didn't work. I don't know if it's real. Plus, I feel like it's Illuminati's real. Why you niggas got an Instagram? Right, Why right. don't y'all just pop up in my room? Oh, they hit you on Instagram? They hit me on the gram. Is it the one with like the 500 followers? How you, you like, know them? Oh, you just... know them. So they reached out to you too. Uh-huh. The fact that it's an Illuminati page and they have 500 followers is the craziest part of the story. Because somebody actually said, you know what? Let me keep up with these motherfuckers. Right, 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 right. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? That's, I never thought of that. Wow. Somebody's like, 500, not somebody. 500 somebody That's said, you know crazy. what? I'm fucking with this. <laughs> I like this shit. Like, it's all Illuminati posts. That's the bio's funny. like, this is really us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, with wild. the blue symbol. Yep. The, yeah, it's yeah, I saw, yeah. Well, look, we do another segment of this podcast, <laughs> right? Because okay. we let the people call in. We got my, our number right up. Okay. And y'all call in. We need new callers. I feel like some of y'all are calling over and over and over. <laughs> um, And we give them um a chance. And they, um, did you send me the voicemail? Okay. And we give them an opportunity to ask for advice or they could just vent or whatever, but we get the craziest voicemails. And these people actually want advice from me. Can you believe it? (laughs) That's how you know it's already an amount of like, because they're not asking their therapist to me. They're asking me. All right, so this one, I'm going to let you answer it, okay? Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, Mona. So I love you. I watch your show every week, just as everybody else. But what I need help with is basically I'm starting a singing career, and, girl, I'm going to send you something on Instagram so that you could hear it, too, so that you could give me your real opinion because, you know, we need real people. But anyway, besides that, I'm starting a singing career, and I have a little boy that I guess I'm talking to or whatever. Um, And basically, he feels as though I should be on his track, I should be on his music, I should be doing stuff for him. And the other day, we had a really big argument about the fact that I personally feel like my music needs more attention than his because I just started mine and he's been mm-hmm. doing his for a couple weeks now and everybody and their mama don't like that shit. So I'm not saying that I don't want to do his music. I'm just saying that I need to focus on mine. We had a little bit of argument about it. He called me egotistical. Now, girl, I know probably what you about to say to me, but I'm going to still take some advice just in case it's a little different. So let me know what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And yeah. I'm hoping this nigga was rapping for longer than a couple, couple weeks. I'm hoping she misspoke <laughs> and was saying a couple years. Like I'm thinking that maybe she just misspoke. Because yeah. if he's been doing music for a couple, couple weeks, like, girl, get away. Yeah, you just yeah, y'all in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got some advice for her? I think honestly, to keep the peace, y'all get like a good Set, get sessions for a week, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all book out the studio for each other for a week, with each other for a week, and knock out four songs with him and knock out three, four songs of your own. Mm-hmm. You can do both at the same time. Okay. You can just, if you're creative, you can make music and be on his song and do your thing. You and it's perfect. I mean? So it's not really a problem. Just, just, you just got to work a little harder if you want to do both. So what he said was, you are egotistical, Shaquita. <laughs> and that's a fucking shame. You wouldn't help that man on his new mixtape. He only been rapping for three days. The least you could do was hum on his song, girl. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Ro, Timmy and his fiance, they got tracks together. Come on now. And they're amazing. That's why they shit work and y'all ain't selling no records. <laughs> the least you could do is get in the studio with that man. Uh, in your butt. That's crazy. <laughs> 
Well, I appreciate you so much for coming. Thank you. And let thank me get you. to know you thank and some you. of your characters. Thank what you. are you manifesting for yourself? Because that's how I got here. That's how I got this whole career. This wasn't a plan. I wasn't mm. in high school doing nothing but mm. skipping class. Mm. Okay. Mm. I went viral and turned this thing to a career and was working for a bitch. And I manifested my whole career. I kid Amen. you not. Amen. So what energy are you putting out? What are you putting out? What do you want to come back to you for the end of the year or for next year? What are you manifesting besides your baby girl? Hey, so listen, you know. For me, I just say the prayer, the simplest prayer, man, just like God, just make the impossible possible, mm. whatever that means. Because I feel like as humans, we put we put a a a, a, a limit because of our own small thinking. Mm. So I'm like, damn, I want to make five million next year. Lord, I just want to I can see this. It's like, nah, it's making you. He might laugh like five. You, I was going to give you 30. Wow. You get what I'm saying? So I don't I stopped. Personally, I stop asking for specific things. I just say, just make the impossible possible and just fill my life with just joy and abundance. That is amazing. You know That's I mean? good. I really appreciate yeah. it. That's a good answer. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Thank you for having and me. And stop by and swing by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me drop the next thing. Well, make sure y'all check my boy out. Got Everything you. got going on, and I'll see y'all next week. You're welcome, bitches, because this boy look good on this couch. <laughs>